love you. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness tonight. Father, we thank you that each and every one of us, Father, you know each and every one of us, you know the hairs on our head. You know the beginning and the end. You know our rising up and our lying down. Father, you know everything about us, and yet you still love us. You know us better than we know ourselves, and you love us more than we can fathom. Thank you, Father, that tonight, that, Father, each of us will experience and get a revelation of just a little bit more of how much you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, as I prayed about what to share tonight, um, the Lord was very specific, and he just said very specifically to me, he said, I just want you to talk about how much I love them. I said, okay, we'll do that. So tonight, we're going to talk about how much God loves us. And the fact that God's love for us has much less to do with your performance than what you think it does. See, many times, um, I've, I've been doing this a long time. I've uh, been doing the, the Christian leadership thing since 1987. And I can't even tell you how many people have said to me, well, I just don't feel like God loves me or I don't, I don't know how God could love me or that's a pretty common thing. And you, 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 have, you run into people all the time that don't understand or don't, don't believe that, that God could love them because they don't love themselves or they believe a lie or there's something going on. So tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to get a lot of scripture because the, the word of God is the basis for all revelation. So I'm not going to tell a bunch of stories. I'm going to probably tell a couple, but... Um, we're going to do a lot of scripture tonight, all right? So just put your seatbelts on, strap in. We're going to go over a lot of scriptures, and we're going to lay a foundation of how much God loves us. You know, our, our revelation of how much God loves us has a lot to do with how we love other people. See, when we understand how much God loves us, and how little our performance has to do with how much God loves us, it helps us love people in the same fashion. But if we, if we only love people in the same fashion that they love, love us, then we are loving from a human perspective. But when we love people, irregardless of how they love us, then we have started to tap into how God loves us. You know, in Scripture it says in Matthew that, that if you only love those that love you, what better are you than the tax collectors? And, and just to put this in perspective, just in case somebody might work for the IRS here and think I'm, you know, dogging them, in Jesus' day, the tax collectors were considered to be the worst of the worst, okay? Uh, it would be like saying, you know, what better are you than the mafiosos or something, you know? Um, they were considered very unscrupulous people back in Jesus' day. So if you only love those that love you, what good is that? Everybody does that. It's easy to love people that are nice to you, what, but can you love somebody who's not nice to you? That's the key. That's the question. 
And God has demonstrated to us time and time again for centuries and thousands and millennia that he loves us regardless of our performance. The moment that we the moment that we as people turn to him, he comes running to us. The, the, the parable of, or the story of the prodigal son uh, where he was gone for all those years and he had wasted all the money and then he came back and the moment his father saw him, he came running to him, right? Y'all remember that story, right? Luke 16 and Luke 15 rather. And that's a picture of how God loves us. And that's how a picture of how God loves you. That's moment we turn to God, he is right there willing and able and he wants to receive us. He doesn't have any, he's not going to say, so what'd you do with all that money I gave you? Or what'd you do? We show you wasted the last 10 years of your life. You know, that's not what God does. And no matter what we do, he loves us and he accepts us no matter what we do. And that's a, it's a core truth that has to be talked about. Um, Even from the Old Testament, um, it, it, it talks time and time again that God loves his people. He, he loves all people. John 3.16 is one of the most um, well-known verses in the world. Almost every sporting event has John 3.16 somewhere on, the, on, a, on a placard that somebody hangs over the side. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved that he gave. That's the, the, the core basic scripture. John 15, 9, Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Now, to abide means, it, a, a picture of how to abide is basically to set up camp. That would be a good translation of the word abide. Just set up camp in his love. Just literally make yourself at home and just set up camp inside of God's love. Romans 8, 37, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Ephesians 2, I told you I was gonna give you a lot of scriptures. Here we go, are you keeping up back there? I'm not even paying attention. Look at you, you're way ahead of me. Good job back there. Um, But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he has loved us even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. By grace you've been saved through faith. Even while we were dead in trespasses, in the state, in the joint address to the, or the president's address to the joint session of Congress last evening, the president made reference and he said, greater love hath no man than he that lays down his life for a friend. He quoted a scripture and he was referring to the Navy SEAL that was just, um, just lost his life in a raid in Yemen. But it's funny that he quoted that scripture, greater love hath no man than he lays down his life for his friends. And that's what Jesus did. He laid down his life for us. And it says that's a demonstration of great, great love. So God doesn't have to prove his love to us. He's already proved it. But what we've got to do is we've got to accept it. We've got to remember that God loves us. 1 John 4, 9. In this the love of God was manifested toward us that God sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. 
In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation or the substitution for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Now, many times in, in the past, when I, growing up, when I was in my church growing up, I went to church three times a week and catechism in between. I went to Christian school. I went, I mean, we had Bible verses. We read the Bible every morning. We read the Bible every noon. We read the Bible every night. And we prayed before we went to bed. I mean, we, I live in a Christian home. But you know what? Even though I lived in a Christian home, I wasn't even a Christian. I knew a lot of Bible, but I didn't know the author of the Bible. I had a lot of knowledge, but I didn't have any heart change. See, and even though we live in and around Scripture, doesn't mean that it has any impact on us until we take it to heart, right? So you can, you can set a stage for your children. You can even be around church your whole life like I was and yet not understand or have a revelation of God's love for you. The moment I got the revelation that God loved me, I gave my heart to him. Literally, it was in a matter of seconds. I said, God loves me? Wow. I knew that I needed to give my heart to him because I knew all the verses, but I didn't believe that God loved me because I was viewing God's love toward me the way that I loved everybody else. And I loved people that were nice to me, and I didn't like people that weren't nice to me. That's the way I, that's how I rolled, okay? And that's how most people roll, right? But when I realized that God loved me, even though I was a dirtbag, that was when I said, wow, you love me even though I'm not perfect, even though I'm kind of doing stupid stuff and not living right? And God loved me. In the middle of my mess, God loved me. And that's the, that is the, the revelation that God wants to get through to all of us tonight, that his love for you has absolutely nothing to do with your performance. Absolutely nothing. Got it? Y'all are looking at me like calves at a new gate. God's love for you has nothing to do with your performance and everything to do with his decision to love you. I remember very clearly one day my wife showed me this one time. We were newlyweds. I think we were married maybe, I don't know, six months or a year. Maybe it was three months. I don't know. But it was the first Father's Day that we were married, and we gave her father a, uh, a we took him out on Father's Day, and, and uh, her, her parents had been divorced when she was a child, and, and w so we reached out to her dad, and we took him out to dinner, and, and we were eating dinner, and while we were eating dinner, he became very agitated and became very mean to my wife and started saying very mean things to her. And um, she, got, she got hurt, and she started crying, and she ran out of the restaurant. And I, I don't know about you men, but I don't know how you treat people who make your wife cry, but it's not a good thing, okay? You make mama cry, and daddy's not happy, okay? Um, so I was like, we're done. I slap a 20 on the table. I'm leaving. You can walk home, or I'll give you a ride, but we're done here. You made my wife cry, you jerk. You know, and we're walking out and we get in the car and I'm driving, I'm mad, so I'm driving fast, I'm confessing my sins. And uh, it's 30 years ago, so give me a break. 
That's 25 years old. Give me a break. But we're driving down the road, and he takes our present that we gave him, and he goes, I don't want your blankety-blank charity. He throws our present out the window. Cool. I wanted to throw him out the window, but I didn't. And so I pull up to his house, and I kind of went, you know, pull up. I'm going about 50 and a 35, you know, because I'm just, I'm mad. You know, I'm like, you know, just trying to figure out how to control this urge to slap somebody. But um, we didn't, and we dropped him off, and he got out of the car, and she, I had a two-door car back then. This is, again, 30 years ago. I had a two-door car, and she jumps out of the back seat of the car, runs down the, runs down the sidewalk chasing him, and she says to him, she wraps her arms around his neck, which I'm like, I'd like to wrap my arms around his neck, but, or is that my hands? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, my hands, not my arms. But she wraps her arms around his neck and she says, I love you and you can't do anything about it. And I just kind of went, and I was already saved and I went, I've never seen anybody like this before. I was, I was just like, that's amazing. How can you love him? I want to slap him. But she was further along in her love walk than I was at that time. And that's the way that God loves us. And I, I just want to say tonight that God loves you and you can't do anything about it. You can't change it. Even if you shake your fist and yell at him, he still loves you. Because you know why? It's his decision and he's in control and he loves you. Regardless of what you think, regardless of what you feel, regardless of your behavior, God loves you. Period. End of discussion. And when you understand that, that you don't have to perform to earn God's love, because you can't perform to earn his love. He loves you the same whether you're... He loves you the same before, during, and after you read the Bible. He loves you the same before, during, and after you pray. He loves you the same before, during, and after you give. And even if you don't give, he still loves you the same. And he loves you before, during, and after you do something dumb. And he loves you the same no matter what happens, no matter what you do, no matter how you perform, no matter how you don't perform, no matter how you feel about yourself, no matter how you feel about your spouse or your spouse feels about you, how you feel about your kids or your kids feel about you, all, whether you're broke or you're blessed, it doesn't matter. God loves you. And you can rest in his love. And you can bank on his love that when you stop and just say, God, I thank you that you love me, that it's true. And if you'll, and if you'll believe it, you will actually experience it. See, God loves you, but if you don't accept his love, anybody ever been in a situation where you love somebody and they don't accept your love? They just kind of go, well, we did it with my father-in-law for a lot of years. We loved him and he just kind of went like this and rejected our love. Just to add something to the end of that story, he ended up getting saved, and he, we had a great relationship for the final three years of his life, and we, I performed his funeral uh, in 2012, and he's in heaven today, by the way. So God did redeem that situation. It's just a matter of, um, I'm getting a phone call. We're going to reject that phone call. There we go. Excuse me while I reject the phone call on my watch. Um, but God redeemed that situation, and he got saved, and he, 
like I said, I did his funeral, and we actually had a wonderful relationship with him for the final three years of his life. And he, he told us how proud he was of us on a regular basis, and it, God totally redeemed that situation. But it took some pretty radical love to break through that hard exterior that we were dealing with, with, with him as a person. God hates sin, but he loves you. Now, he hates the sin that we commit. But you know the reason why God hates sin? This is something I never knew until later on in life. I was always like, why does God hate sin so much? Why should we, because they always told me when I was a kid, you need to hate sin. Love God, hate sin. I go, why hate sin? Sin's kind of fun. You know, for a while, sin's fun. But you know why God hates sin and why we need to hate sin? Because sin separates us from God. That's why God hates sin, because sin separates us from God. It breaks our fellowship with God, because we can't be in fellowship with God when we're walking in sin. He still loves us, but it breaks our fellowship. We're still in relationship with him, but it breaks our fellowship, and God wants to have fellowship, fellowship with us. In Isaiah 49, it says, Can a woman forget her nursing child? and not have compassion on the son of her womb. Surely even they may forget, yet I will not forget you, says the Lord. See, I have inscribed you on the palm of my hand. Now that's pretty crazy. God said, God must have big palms, number one, because it says he has you inscribed on the palm of his hand. I could just see this giant hand with, you know, seven billion, you know, names put on there. God carries, this is what, this is the current thing, the current application of this. This is my iPhone, okay? My screensaver contains my grandbaby. I don't know, you can't see it, but my screensaver contains a picture of my grandbaby. For God's iPhone, he has your picture on there. You get this now? When God, when God turns on his iPhone, when I turn on my phone, iPhone, I have Isley on my phone. She, I got like 250 pictures of Isley on my iPhone, okay? God has 250 pictures of you on his iPhone. That, he's crazy about you. I'm crazy about my granddaughter. I didn't know you could love somebody so much as I, as we, as I love this little tiny baby, okay? Now, I had no idea. Being a grandparent is the best thing in the world. It's like 10 times better than being a parent. But I hate, don't, don't take me wrong if my sons are listening, but it's crazy. It's a completely different deal. And everybody who's a grandparent, raise your hand if you're a grandparent. Is this not true? Yeah, see, they all, see, it's not just me. We all say the same thing. We're like, this is amazing, okay? But that, I think that God loves us even more than a parent. I think God loves us like a grandparent. Because a parent, you have to deal with all the discipline and all the thing. But a grandparent, you don't have to deal with all the bad stuff. Like, I never change diapers. I said, one of the deals I made with, with them, I said, we'll watch her anytime you want, but understand something. I don't change diapers anymore. I'm a grandpa, right? We don't do diapers, okay? And uh, so all we get to do is the fun stuff now. This is the, it's just amazing. And uh, it's just crazy. But that's the way God loves us to such a degree. He's crazy about us. 
He's crazy about you. He, he looks at you and he smiles. I mean, when, that little, when, when they brought her into my office this week and they put her in my, I have a kind of a big leather chair behind my desk. People tease me and call it my throne. But they put her in my big leather chair and took a picture of her and sent it to me because I was out at a meeting. And I was like, oh, I missed her. And I wanted to leave immediately and go back to my office so I could see her, right? That's how crazy I am about this little baby, right? That's God is that crazy about you. He just is like, if they'll just, if they'll just call on me, I'll come running. That's literally what it is. God loves us, and he's so crazy about us, he will come running to us if we'll just call on him. You know, all we need to do is confess our sins. All we, just get, we just gotta confess and say, God, I've blown it, forgive me. That's all we gotta do. And it, what does it say? He cleanses us instantly. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We're, we're cleansed. All you gotta do is ask him, and he cleanses and forgives. And he always is making intercession for us. He's always praying for us. He's on our team. See, you know how important it is? I don't know if you understand this. I'm a sports nut. And anybody who's been around me understands I'm, I'm a sports. I love sports. And my boys, when we play sports, I am at every game. And we root and we hoot and holler and we're loud and we, have, we whistle and it's all good stuff, right? And if you don't like that, don't sit by me. But... Here's the deal. One of the things that's so important is for the, the, my sons and, and, and people that are in my, in my life, for them to know that we are rooting for them. We are for them. We are on their side, right? Now, in a sporting event, you can see we sit up in the stands and we clap for them and we you know, jump up and down and have a good time. And we support them even when they lose. We support them because we're not fair weather fans. We're fans, right? They're my boys. We're there, so we, we support them. Now, why am I like that? One of the reasons I'm like that is because my mother never went to one game in my whole life. And I'd look up in the stands no mom. My dad would be there. No mom. I'd go to the next, and I played three sports all the way through, even after high school, and no mom. Mom never came to one thing. And the hurt that was there as a kid was like, I got no support. They don't come, they don't, she won't even come see me. And I talked to her about it. She goes, oh, whatever. It's not important. Well, it was important to me. See? So we support and one of the reasons we support is to communicate love and, so, and that we're behind you. We come because we're behind you. We're with you in this thing. You're not out there alone. And here's the thing. Jesus is making intercession for us. Jesus is on your team. Why do I talk about the sports thing? Because Jesus is on your team. He's on your side. It says that there's a great cloud of witnesses in heaven, and they're all rooting for you. They're all, it's like there's, they're in the stands, the, the bleachers of heaven. You can't see them, but they're up there, and they're all going, go, Matt, go. Go, Matt, go, right? That's what they're doing right now. They're saying, come on, you can do it. Whenever you have to preach a hard, a hard funeral, they're going, come on, you can do it, right? And Jesus is making intercession. He's praying for you. When you come up against situations, Jesus is interceding for you. He's rooting for you. 
Get the picture of Jesus rooting for you in every situation. He loves you, but it's not a passive love. It's an active love. It's a love that does intercession for you. He's already done everything that needs to be done, but he's still making intercession for us. He always lives to make intercession for us. I love Psalm chapter 91 in the message. If you can get that, did you tell him to get that up there? Is that gonna, hey, there it is. Psalm 91 in the message. It says, if you'll hold on to me for dear, for dear life, this is starting with verse 14, I'll get you out of any trouble. This is God's word to you. I'll give you the best of care, and if you'll only get to know and trust me, call on me and I'll answer. I'll be at your side in bad times and I'll rescue you. Then I'll throw you a party and I'll give you a long life and give you a long drink of salvation. I love that, that, that different perspective that says, hey, not only am I gonna rescue you, but I'm gonna throw you a party afterwards. And that's the picture of God's redemption is that he loves you, he's for you, he's gonna rescue you, and when he's done rescuing you, he's gonna throw you a party. And he's gonna give you a long drink of salvation that there is good things in the future because God loves us. He has a great plan for us that's not a matter of our performance or our, um, how we earn things at all. It's a matter of God loves us because he's made a decision to love us. Some truths for you to meditate on for the coming week. Sin in your life has been conquered. Say, well, how's that work? Sin has been conquered. When Jesus went to the cross, he conquered sin, death, hell, and the grave. Sin has been conquered. Whatever it is in your life that you think you can't conquer, I propose to you that you can through Christ. Through Jesus Christ, you can conquer whatever it is that's holding you back right now, what you think is holding you back. You can conquer it. Sin has been conquered in your life. Sin has no legal right over you because you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Sin has no legal right. It has no, it is trespassing. Sickness is trespassing in your body. If, you have, if you're dealing with sickness, it's trespassing. Treat it like you would a burglar in your house. It's trespassing and it has no business being there. It has no legal right to be there and deal with it accordingly. Death has been conquered. Death doesn't have a sting any longer. Because you know what? When, when my, it's been 20 years this month ago that my father died. And terrible, terrible situation. But it's been 20 years. And I will tell you this. When, we, when he was in his last days, I stayed overnight with him a few times. And when he was in his last days, he was saved and he was a good man and uh, he, was a, he was a godly man. And in his last days, I remember sitting with him in, in the middle of the night and he was in a lot of pain. He was dealing with bone cancer and he had, had uh, a lot of pain. Well, let's put it that way. And he, he just looked at me and he said, you know what, son? My time on this earth is done. It's time for me to live my real life. It's time to make the transition to my real life. We'll, uh, we're gonna have to see each other then. He was just very, very matter of fact about it. My time is almost up. 
we're going to have to see each other on the other side. He, you know, and he just told me some things that I can't talk about or I'll cry. So, but good stuff. The sting of death is gone because even when they're not with us, they aren't gone. It's, it's not goodbye, it's see you later. That's, that's what it is. It's not goodbye, it's see you later. It's hasta la vista, okay? The devil's been conquered in your life. The devil's been conquered. God's love has conquered the devil. When Jesus died on that cross and when he rose on that third day, he conquered the devil. The devil is conquered. You, he was conquered for you. You are forgiven and clean. You're clean. You're forgiven. Jesus said you are already clean to his disciples. He says you, you don't need somebody to wash you. You're already clean because you've been washed by the blood. Jesus is praying for you and cheering you on God is in you, you are an overcomer, and God thinks you're awesome. I mean, God carries your picture on his iPhone. If God does have an iPhone, which I highly doubt, okay, it's just, a, it's just an example, but if he had an iPhone, your picture would be the screensaver. Well, how could he have all of our pictures? Because he's God, I guess, that's how that works. But the concept is this, God He's crazy about you. He loves you. And, and if we'll run to him every time there's an issue, he always has our best interest. He's always got our back. He's always for us. He's never going to be against us. God is always on our side. And just remember that as we go through this week and as whatever, whatever you face, just remember that Psalm 91, look it up on your U version. If you had, don't have U version, download it. It's free. Um, nobody makes any money off it. It's all free. And it's got like all these translations. The message is one of them. You look at that. It's always on your phone that way. It's a beautiful way to read the Bible. And um, just go forward and, and just understand that God completely loves you. And that's what the Lord wanted me to share with you tonight. So that's what, I'm, that's what I've shared. And so we're going to close because I've done what I, I can't, I've done what I've come to done. Okay? So let's bow our heads. Father, we love you and we thank you that your love is real. And that, Father, your, the revelation of your love is working in each and every one of us. That today and the coming days we'll just be reminded in different ways of your real love to us. And, Father, we thank you for your goodness for our, that's demonstrated in our lives today. Father, we love you. We love you, but you love us first. And we thank you that you're for us today. And I'm wondering today if there happens to be anyone that just says to me today, you talk about how God loves us and how, 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 how much he's crazy about us. And you might say to me, I don't know what you're talking about. I came and I don't know, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe you're like I was when I was 22 and didn't know that God loved me. Maybe that's you. If you want us to, I will just pray with you. 
um, right where you are. I prayed on my sister's couch. There was no organ music. There was nothing. It was just me and my sister on her couch at 11 o'clock at night, and I, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and, and I was born again. And that was 32 years ago, last month. And um, it work, it's still at work. So if that's you and you say, I don't know anything about this God's love thing. This is all new to me. And I want to know God's love. And I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. If that's you, lift your hand. I'll pray with you right where you are. You can pray the same prayer I prayed 32 years ago. If that's you, say, I want, to, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. He's not Lord now, and I want him to be. If that's you, just lift your hand. Okay. We're all believers here tonight. That's awesome. That's good. We figure that, but I always want to give an opportunity for those that and just in a, for, by a chance there might be someone who come in that didn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord yet. Ryan, you want to close us out? Awesome. <clears throat> One more layer of application. As Pastor Bernie was talking about that, it, it reminded me of a, a time when, when I was with God. And I don't even remember why I was saying it, but I was I was thanking him, it was probably in a time of self-pity. So I was, th- I was thanking him for loving me. And I don't know why I kept repeating it. I kept saying, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. And about, I don't know, eight or ten times into it, all of a sudden I broke. I cracked. And the water started flowing. Because what Pastor Bernie was talking about, that deeper level of understanding of his love, when it hits you, you know. So just another layer of application this week. In your quiet time, thank him for loving you. But keep thanking him until you get a deeper understanding of it. And then next week when you come back, come and find me and tell me what happened because I want to hear. I truly want to hear. So, Father, we thank you for your word tonight. I just bless everyone as they go out in Jesus' name.